This episode is brought to you by Quiet Mind. Introducing the original weighted pillow by Quiet Mind, a revolutionary solution for those seeking relief from anxiety, stress, and the symptoms of ADHD and sensory processing disorder commonly associated with autism. The original weighted pillow offers a huggable, compact, and improved alternative to traditional weighted blankets. Created by Mikey Goldman, who has long struggled with ADHD and anxiety, the original weighted pillow is designed to act as a companion, especially for kids. It's super easy to grab and go, so it's always there when you need a boost of calm. The original weighted pillow provides a personal hug, acting as a tool to promote calmness whenever you need it. Unlike bulky weighted blankets, the ultra soft pillow is easy to move and won't cause you to overheat or feel claustrophobic. The Quiet Mind pillow utilizes the science of deep pressure stimulation, delivering the same emotional, cognitive, and physical benefits as a weighted blanket. It offers a compact, portable, and versatile solution for anyone seeking a natural way to unwind. It's particularly beneficial for children with autism, ADHD, and sensory processing disorder. The Quiet Mind Pillow is like a stress ball for your body, providing relief and relaxation. Just hold it, hug it, and quiet your mind. For more information, visit onequietmind.com. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-E-T-M-I-N-D.com and use the code THEAUTISMDAD at checkout to save 15%. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. This show is inspired by my own personal journey as a full-time single dad raising three autistic kids. It's all about special needs parenting, the challenges we face every single day, as well as some of the things we have to learn to navigate along the way. This season, we're going to put a major focus on empowering and educating parents. We're going to talk all about building a community of support around your family, the importance of self-care, as well as connecting with services and resources that are vital when it comes to raising a child with special needs. So be sure to check us out at listen.theautismdad.com, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, uh, we're going to bring back something that I had paused for a little while and forgot about. Uh, I forgot about it. And that is listener questions. I'd paused it temporarily because I was launching the second podcast. And I don't know if you guys know what goes into doing these, but they are very time consuming, tedious and exhausting. And uh, so I wanted to pause that for a little while. And then, like I said, I forgot about it. You guys reminded me. And then you submitted a huge list of questions to get me started. And I really appreciate that. And so my plan going forward is to do a regular release every Monday like I've been doing, and then one of these really short five or 10 minute episodes every Wednesday. And, and then we'll go from there. So keep sending the questions to guys and, and I'll have plenty of things uh, to answer. So the question that you guys wanted to start with this week was how do I help my autistic or neurodivergent child navigate a major life change? And the most popular example that you guys provided was divorce. So we're going to talk a little bit today about ways that we can help our kids to navigate a major life change, uh, a world altering change like divorce. This is a great question. And it's also very complex. You know, you can't do it justice in 10 minutes. So what we're going to do is just kind of touch on a couple of things that I've learned along the way that might help you to kind of navigate some of this. And then again, I encourage therapy. Um, so these are very complex issues. Our kids tend to be very complex. They have layers of complexity that you don't always find in other kids. And those layers of complexity can sort of filter these experiences in ways that can make them more difficult. It can make them more challenging. Uh, it, it can make it 
so that they're more impactful long-term. And our goal as parents is to, to help our kids navigate this in ways that have as little long-term impact as possible, right? We don't want them to suffer negative long-term effects. And we want to help them transition uh, into life after these changes as smoothly as possible, right? We, we want them to be happy and healthy and, and adjust. And that can be tricky. So when it comes to divorce, I think that it's incredibly important that parents work together, whether you like each other or not, right? Parents need to work together. doesn't matter what happened as long as there's no safety issues or whatever. doesn't matter what happened. All that matters is that your kids see you as a unified front. You're not living in the same house anymore. Uh, that's hard enough. Your kids need to know that you're still there for them and that it's not their fault. That's a huge problem for kids. Kids have this way of finding blame in themselves for everything that happens, and they are not responsible for the decisions that adults make. Full stop. You know, one of the one of the things that's really tricky, especially with autistic kids, is consistency and predictability and routine, right? When when divorce happens, you now have two households and everybody has different rules and everybody likes to do things in different ways. And we don't always like to get along. We don't always like to play nice. But when you have a child that is neurodivergent, they need consistency, routine, and predictability to feel safe and to function. And if it's, it's eight o'clock bedtime at mom's house and dad is 10 o'clock, then that is not consistent and it can create turmoil right? It, it, there's no routine. So you need to work together to, to create common rules and guidelines that you can put into place in both households that are as consistent as possible. I mean, you can't always have exactly the same thing because different households have different whatevers, uh, but the goal is to be as consistent as possible. So keep bedtimes as close to the same time as you can. Um, uh, pick up and drop off times should be on time as much as possible. You want to keep things as predictable as you can. So uh, rules should be the same as much as possible. You know, maybe meals are the same. If like every Wednesday you have pizza at, at mom's house and maybe every Wednesday you try and have pizza at dad's house. Like things that you wouldn't think would be as impactful as they are can be very much so for our neurodivergent kids. Um, and don't use them as weapons. You know, don't don't feed them information and send them back to the other parent. Don't try and manipulate or, or anything like that, because these are kids. I mean, we shouldn't do that anyways, but, but these kids are more vulnerable and, and they really need to feel safe. And, and, and one of the best ways for that in conjunction with therapy is consistency, routine, and predictability. They need to know that mom and dad are still there for them. Even if they're not in the same house, they need to know that their whole world hasn't ended. And you need to expect to see behavioral changes. There are going to be behavioral changes. A lot of kids maybe don't communicate very well or they struggle with communication and outbursts and aggressive behavior are a form of communication, you know? And again, that's why therapy is so important so that we can help them to navigate that in a way that is more productive and, and, and helps them to kind of work through it rather than carry it with them and, and then have long-term negative effects. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. It just isn't, you know, I mean, some people are really lucky, like divorce is amicable and they get along real well. That's great. More power to you. You're an example for the rest of us. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time. And, and so we have to have these conversations because not everybody is, uh, emotionally in a place to really think about what is happening, especially in those early moments, you know, 
my situation is very different. My kids have no contact with their mom. They haven't in a very long time and they probably won't going forward. It's just, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to navigate. Um, but I think, I think it's important that we, we just put them first and, and we make sure that anything that we do is ultimately in their best interest, right? Like you don't have to like the other parent. You don't have to like, you know, your ex-husband or ex-wife or whatever your situation is, but they're important to your kids. You know, as long as there's no safety or abuse or anything like that, like they're important. They're important to your kids. It breaks my heart that my kids don't have their mom in their life. It's, it's, it's awful. I don't want that for them, but I don't, I also don't have any control over it. You know, so my challenges are, are, are a little bit different, but I, I think if we focus on consistency, routine, predictability, making sure our kids know that it's not their fault and, and letting them see mom and dad work together to love them. Right. Because that's, that's ultimately what they need. And, and it really, you know, it's not going to matter long-term if you live in the same house, you're still married, but if mom and dad work together to love their child, then they, they're getting everything that they need. And again, you know, just to be clear, everybody's situation is different. I don't know what your situation is. You guys are asking a question that is, I mean, it's not really easy. There's no one size fits all thing, right? But I do think that these are important universal approaches, whether your kid is autistic or not. I mean, I think they're important, but I think these can be very helpful to uh, ease that adjustment period. It was helpful for my kids when they were still seeing their mom. It's what our therapists uh, recommended. And, you know, it's what I hear a lot of parents you know, talk about that they wish they had in a lot of circumstances. So I really hope that this was helpful. I'm sorry for anybody out there who's going through this right now and, and needs this information, but you know, just, just remember to keep things consistent and predictable and, uh, you know, keep the routine intact and, and you'll find a way you'll find a way. So thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, keep sending in your questions. You guys are amazing. And, uh, We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and it has a positive impact on your life because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdent.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click and it'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk soon. 